Well, hey, beautiful people, and welcome back to another episode of Faith and Friends. I'm your host, your friend, and your sister in Christ, Georgia Brown, and I am so grateful that you are back for another faith-filled, fun conversation. You know, this is a conversation we need to have. What happens when a friendship does fall apart? We all long for those forever friends, but what happens when forever ends? Today, we are going to be hanging out with our sister, Elizabeth Lang Thompson, as she shares her heart with us about this subject. It's one that's a hard one, but a necessary conversation. What does forgiveness look like? And how do we open up again and entrust the wounded hearts of ours to new friendships? They say that friends are the family we choose and friendships are so important in this lifetime. Our God is the God of friendships. He wants us to live in community together. And so this conversation is a sweet one. It really healed my heart in some ways and it really challenged me in other ways. And so I pray that you leave this conversation feeling a similar type of way too. Friend, wherever you are in your friendships, I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you for putting yourself out there. I'm proud of you even when it is hard. I've been there. I've cried the tears. I'm sharing some personal stories on this episode. And sometimes it just feels really good to get it off of your heart and to share it with someone who cares. And I care. Elizabeth cares. And her new book, When a Friendship Falls Apart, Finding God's Path for Healing, Forgiveness, and Maybe Help Letting Go. I pray it blesses you and it is available anywhere books are sold. So check it out and let's just go right ahead and dive right in. Well, Miss Elizabeth, seriously, thank you so much for just being you. This conversation I'm already so excited about because I I personally need it. So thank you for writing this book. Oh, well, I guess you're welcome. <laughs> Honestly, I always try to write the books that I need. And so... Um, this was something it was hard. I'm not going to lie. This is a yeah. tough topic and it was hard to write lots of tears along the way, reliving some hard things, yes. but it was good. And I'm, I'm grateful for the chance to speak into this because I think it's something we all go through. Oh, for sure. And it's not talked about because, you know, we talk about breakups or we talk about, you know, the transitional seasons of life that just change. But when it comes to like the friendships, those girls in our life, or even the guy girl friendship, like how do we navigate this and do it not well? And so I'm really grateful that you're, you're talking about this honestly, because you really can't write about something that you haven't personally been through. And so I know even before I fully read the whole book, you're sharing this from a place of honesty and vulnerability. And so take me back. You had to probably have gone through something to to express, hey, when a friendship falls apart, here's my story. Here's X, Y, Z of what I've navigated through just life and scripture. And so I would take me back, sister. I would love to hear all the things. (laughs) Yes. So these are not such fun memories to relive, but one of the stories that I share in the book is um, I actually had a friendship fall apart. The day before my wedding. Stop. Yeah, it was, it came out of absolutely nowhere. Um, this girl was in my small group at church. We weren't like best friends, but we were good friends. Like if yeah. you're in a small group, you know each other really well. Yeah. And we had really walked through a lot of college together. And I had no idea that she was upset and had all this these feelings pent up and you know, just the morning of, uh, the morning of my rehearsal dinner, she was just like, 
you know, I'm really done. And I feel like you've been selfish while you've been planning your wedding and you've kind of neglected our friendship and I'm just done. And I, you know, you like your whole face gets hot and you're like, what do I do? Oh my goodness. I'm like fumbling all over myself. I am so sorry. I'm sure I have been selfish. I've been distracted. I've had a lot going on between graduation and wedding planning and new job and all that. So I'm sorry. I can't make this right with you today, but I I want to make it right. You know, when I get back from my honeymoon. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Um, and sadly, um, to my dismay, she was not willing. And um, I, I reached out a few times. I never saw her again. Um, and that was one of those, not every friendship falls apart in that dramatic of a fashion, but I felt shocked. I felt so guilty. I felt a lot of shame. Like I, I did something wrong. I hurt someone without knowing I was hurting them. And you know, I've had, but I've had other friendships that have just sort of faded with time. Yeah. Maybe we've moved into different life circumstances and just kind of drifted. Um, and I know a lot of people experience that, that kind of breakup where it's just like, oh, we just don't have as much in common anymore. And you look up one day and you're like, wow, we haven't talked in six months. What happened to that friendship? Exactly. Um, so there's a lot of different ways it can happen, but however it happens, and however it's happened in my life, it hurts a lot and, and you need a lot of healing and help to move, move through it. Mm, girl, you do. Like we, we need to have this conversation to be able to know how to love well, even in the, even in the hard, because that blindsided you on like the eve of your happiest day of your life. And you're oh. over here like, I just want my man to think I look good in my dress. And we're over oh. here having to break up when I'm trying to become one with with this man of God, like, hello. Like, I know. That, I was just hard. Come from, And, you know, to try yeah. to like, not let that like overshadow the whole weekend. And like, what do I do? It was very, that one was dramatic. I, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> yeah. So what did you do? Was that like on your mind? Or did you have to literally like, lay it down and say, I will yeah. have to pick this up later? Yes. I, I, I feel very grateful because I just, I got on my knees and I was just like, God, I'm, I'm a very big feeler. And I, I care deeply about my friendships. Like I want to keep them all forever. And, and so I felt so guilty. I felt ashamed. I felt blindsided. I felt a little angry and like, why didn't you bring this up before? You know, (laughs) like when I could have made some changes, So I was feeling every imaginable jumble of feelings. And I just was like, God, I'm going to have to give this to you. And you're going to have to hold it for me Mm. um, until I can step back into it and, and try to make it right. But I, I ask you to work on her. I ask you to work on me. I ask you to forgive me, help me, give me wisdom, but also please allow me to set this aside, trusting that you're holding it in your all powerful, capable, loving hands. And you're going to help me pick it back up when the time is right. But this is not the time for me to be mm. pondering this, <laughs> like sitting in, in shame and guilt and anger. And God really allowed me to leave it with him in prayer and then you know, come back and revisit it when the time was right. So I'm really thankful for the power of prayer. (laughs) Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, we got to talk to him and tell him what's up and, and come to him so honestly, just even as that friend or any friend, different situations where you kind of bottle it up. We do the same thing with God, where we hold it back, hold it back. And the Lord also is like, why why aren't you just coming to me? Just, just come to me, talk to me about it. And then we wouldn't have to have the volcano. Sometimes that's why I think I've red hair. I think the Lord's giving everybody a little warning label that I hold it all in. But we can choose not to do that with God. Yes. And that translates into our friendships. And so truly, man, that's good, Elizabeth, because we really need to be so tethered with the Lord and having that honest, open communication. So then when it comes to our friends, when it comes down to the trickle effect of our our spouse, our children, our friendships, that we want to be good and godly and wholesome and sweet, we can be able to step into those conversations because we're already doing that with the creator of the universe. Exactly. And, you know, if you start looking for this in the, in the Psalms, you will find examples of like King David bringing his broken friendships to God in prayer. And I find that so encouraging. He talks about, um, you know, it was you, my close companion with whom I went to the temple to worship. You are the one who betrayed me. And he's bringing, like, he's speaking to the friend through his prayer and, that to me is so encouraging because it set, it it tells us that God cares about our broken friendships. He cares that we are hurting and he wants, you know, we know in John 17, uh, he, he prayed desperately for Jesus prayed desperately for his people to be united. God cares when we're not. And he, he mm. understands that brokenness, that pain, all the feelings that we feel when a relationship is struggling and he invites us to bring it to him in prayer. What a gift to yeah. know that he doesn't mind talking to us about it. He wants you to come to him and be like, I'm insecure. Mm. I feel guilty. I don't know what to say. Help me. I feel stuck. God can take it all and he can help you through it. Mm. Yes, he can. And, and like you said, those friendships that may just kind of simmer and you guys were so close in high school, but then you both leave for college at two different schools. And now she's getting married. You're not. Uh, now she's having a baby. You know, you're, you're still single, whatever it may be. And you just kind of drift. The friend groups change. I think for me, Elizabeth, if we're being honest, honest here, sister to sister. Honest, and all honest of our- is good. Yes, I need it. And I'm having this revelation as we're talking too. you know, in John 15, where it talks about pruning and he, he prunes everything every branch, the good and the bad, so that you will bear much fruit. And the Lord is glorified in this. And I'm like, yeehaw, I love that. Thank you, Lord. I think for me, I move so quickly past that. And I'm like, okay, God, thank you for pruning. Okay, if this friendship is not fruitful, I trust that you will take it from me. Even if we're in conflict and you're pruning our friendship, but we're still together. Okay, I trust you. But when it comes to the human side, Elizabeth, I don't think that I sit in my humanity enough and I just mm. keep keep going. And so I don't sit with the Lord and name the emotion that I'm feeling. And maybe mm. I'm just scared to confront it. Or I'm also feeling like if I sit in my flesh for too long, I'll, I'll become fleshy. And I'm like, no, 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 let's just walk in the spirit. Yeehaw. But we do have to recognize where we're at because we are human and that is for a reason. And the Lord wants us to be, to be that, or we wouldn't be right. And so I don't know, do you have any encouragement for little old me or just thoughts oh. for, 
for that to also our friends that may just say, I try to skip past it too, past the pain or the process. I am so glad you brought that up because I think so many people are tempted with that, you know, that response. Because look, we don't want to sit in the hard things. We don't want to sit, you know, thinking about conflict. Like I, I hate conflict. If I am in the middle of a thing with family, friends, coworkers, whoever, I can't eat. Mm. I definitely can't sleep. So I my my instinct as well is to get out of it as fast as I can. But I do think when we do that, we deprive ourselves of the opportunity to learn and grow so it doesn't happen again. As much as we don't want to walk through a struggle with a friendship, a conflict, a change, a transition in the relationship, they are opportunities, like you said, to be pruned and to grow, to get a new perspective. So I would encourage you to just slow down a little, pray through it, talk through it with God. Like you said, name what you're feeling. Okay, I'm feeling insecure. I'm feeling envy. I'm feeling less than. I'm feeling hurt. I'm feeling neglected, whatever it is, so that you can pray through it with God, possibly talk through it with that friend, depending on what the situation is like, and hopefully work through to the other side. I think... I do think a lot of us give up too soon mm. on on those friendship conflicts. We're we're sort of like, I don't know what to do, so I guess we're just done. Peace out. Yeah. Yeah, and we ghost people. We just kind of like disappear. Kind of like my friend did to me. I'm telling you, we could have worked it out. Mm-hmm. But she didn't want to. And I would have been willing to go there and apologize and and hear her out. I really would have. I'm sure I wouldn't have done it perfectly, but I was willing Let's give our our friends with whom we have conflict the benefit of the doubt and say, okay, let's at least try. Now you can't make someone reconcile with you, Mm. but it's at least worth a try in some cases. Mm, That's good. That's good because the Lord wants us to extend a hand and he wants unity. Like you said, in John 17, that's what he desires is for his people to be one in one mind, one body, one spirit. And so, man, I really thought growing up, you know, middle school, junior high, high school, I thought, man, kids are mean sometimes. And when I get older, this will all just be better. (laughs) So I hope I'm not alone in that little mentality. But as I have gotten older and I'm in my 20s now, yeehaw, man, I am realizing people are still people. People still get hurt. People still don't know how to navigate and and step into those conversations. And so, man, like, it it doesn't end, does it? Right. It doesn't. You know, we never outgrow our sinful nature completely. Mm. And, and, you know, I think a lot of times um, one of the most common causes of friendships falling apart is just mismatched expectations. Like that's not even sin. It's just your definition of friendship may look a little different than mine. So I'm unintentionally hurting your feelings. Like say you're a quality time person. What makes you feel close to me is spending time every week. Like you want that coffee date where we lock face, you know, and we're, we're digging in for an hour and you're feeling close. But all I'm doing is I'm like sending you kind like funny texts and encouraging words. Cause I like words and maybe I'm giving you presents and you're like, but I just want to spend time with you. What 
you know, those kinds of things happen your whole life, no matter (laughs) if you're in your twenties, your forties, your eighties, we have those kinds of misunderstandings. So we have to work through them. We have to communicate, Mm. be self-aware. Oh, I recognize what's going on here. Um, And then of course there are the other kinds where it's, you know, hurt feelings. It's actual, like there's sin involved in the relationship. Some Sometimes there is a big betrayal in a relationship. So that can happen no matter your age or stage of life. I'm sorry to say. <laughs> yes, yes. And and even just saying, I said this actually to a girl at church this past week because it was definitely the Lord because she just came and sat next to me and I haven't got to talk to her. You know, she's sweetness, little 13. And we just sat there and her little face just was a little downcast. And I was really sad. And I was like, Lord, I don't know what to say in this situation. And I just looked at her and I said, what do you need? And even for me to say that that's what you need to hear, she just broke and she started crying and I just got to hold her. But seriously, I guess in your friendships too, just even communicating and having that open-handed posture of, hey, what do you need? Is that something that I can do? And that's a way to communicate and build a bridge of showing, okay, in this season, I'm really busy. What I can give is this or This is what I'm needing. I'm just needing you to pray for me in this area right now. And then hopefully I can see you in three weeks because I'm busy. But communicating that can really save a friendship too. Yes. I love that you talked about that. First, I also love that you reached out to the 13-year-old girl. Teenage girls have my heart. Mm, I know. (laughs) All the feels all the time, right? Oh, yes. Um, But yeah, I think there are so many times when if we can just be clear with each other, we can Mm -hmm. avoid so much misunderstanding and hurt. And just even like, let's say, you know, you're stepping into a super busy time. You've got finals, you've got a big work deadline, and you know, you're not going to be as available for a friend. Just telling her that just say, Hey, I am not ghosting you. I'm not trying to neglect you. I'm not going to be as available, but how can we stay connected? I, mm. I want you to still know that I love you and I'm here for you, even if my time is a little restricted for the next few weeks. That clarity could save your friendship. Mm-hmm. You know, or on the flip side, saying, Hey, I'm feeling a little distant. You seem di- distracted and busy and not available. Are we okay? Like, is this just something that's going on in your life that has nothing to do with me? Or is there something that you need to tell me that that we need to talk about those conversations where you have to like put your brave pants on for 30 seconds and just ask the question or say the thing can really go a long way towards protecting that friendship, keeping it safe, keeping hurt and resentment from building over time. Yes. And I really thought in school this is just how it is. You see the people at college every day, like you're in class and then you just go to eat because that's what you do. And, and you're around and things are great. And then you graduate and you're like, oh my gosh, you're moving. Now you have a big girl job. Uh, all of these things in life just happen. And I even told some of my adult friends that they had kids. I was like, am I still friends with these people just because I don't see them? And they said something to me. They said, Georgia, like, Even if you're not seeing these people, if your friendship was based on like just seeing each other in the day to day, that's not really a deep friendship. That's not what friendship is about. And you need to go a little bit deeper and just be a little bit more intentional because, you know, they're in their 40s, 50s, 60s, and they're like, haven't seen someone in maybe 10 years, but we pick up right where we left off. And so I think that's something good to just keep in your back pocket too, because I think I can believe the lie that, oh, we haven't talked in, in a couple months and I've only seen you on the internet. 
I still love you. Like, I hope you still love me. And just even reaching out and being a little bit more intentional because friendships need that too. Just that, hey, I see you. Yes. Yes. I love that. And it do, I do think friendship gets harder the older you get, the busier you get. You just, you have more responsibilities. Maybe you're working a nine to five job. And so you just, you're like, I literally have my phone off for eight <laughs> hours a day. I can't even text you back. Like, yeah, I'm not available. Or, you know, let's say you do, you transition into, you've got a serious boyfriend that takes up a lot of time. You get married, you have a kid, like those times of transition, I think can really test our friendships. And that doesn't mean they have to fade away, mm. but you are going to have to intentionally invest, intentionally reach out if you want to maintain them over time. I think one of the things that I have struggled to navigate and had to pray through a lot, especially in my twenties was just as my friends and I like we hit different milestones at different times. Like oh. some of us got married earlier. Some of us, one of my friends, actually two of my friends accidentally had a baby in their first year of marriage. And suddenly like, we're not newlyweds together anymore. Like you're a mom. Yeah. <laughs> and mm -hmm. I felt different, you know, and, and, and like my husband and I, we tried to have kids for a long time. We couldn't for several years. And that was a real test in my friendships. Like, mm -hmm. am I going to give in to being envious or right. feeling less than feeling like, because God hasn't given me this blessing, like maybe he doesn't love me as much, or I'm not as spiritual or righteous, like, or maybe she thinks she's better than I am, or she thinks I'm immature because I haven't lived through what she's lived through. Whoop, those are hard transitions to navigate. I believe you can, but you have to really wrestle with those. Like you said, sitting in those feelings and kind of, okay, what I'm feeling is envy or, or what I'm feeling is insecurity or, um, you know, doubt, self-doubt and questioning the friendship. Those can be some of the trickiest things that we have to walk through. I believe we can, yeah. but we do have to pray and walk through those with our friends. We really do have to pray and take it to the Lord first. And, and I feel like sometimes I can be so quick to either just talk and talk to that person, which is good, but I need to go to the Lord first and sit with him and say, how do you want me to react? How do you want me to respond? Because those are the only two things I control, can control and going to the truth of his word and saying, what do you say about friendship? How do you want me to navigate this now? Because man, like, yeah, I feel all that because I had a friend get engaged a couple of days ago and, and it, I have a choice. I could compare or I could celebrate. Yeah. I had a friend that I needed to make a speech at her wedding and I was just in a hard season of a breakup. That's kind of hard to do. So these things where it's like, okay, I, I'm not going to lay all of me aside. I still matter. What I'm feeling is valid, but I'm going to choose in this moment to, to press through in prayer and in, in clear communication and then celebrate. Yeah. And, and, and so it's, it's doable, but there we've all been through the loss. And so let me ask, like, how is a friendship loss different than any other type of loss? Because I don't think I've really sat in this. It's different than mm -hmm. a death or a divorce or a boyfriend-girlfriend breakup. But how is it also the same? Yeah, well, it, it's the same in that it deserves attention. And mm. Like from 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 you, you know, it, it deserves your 
spiritual attention, your prayerful attention. Um, and it is a real loss. It yeah. is a grief. I think what's hard about a friendship breakup is it's hard to talk about. Um, cause think about it usually like, let's say you've got a friend and, and it's just not working out. Something has come between you. Chances are you have a lot of other friendships in common. Yeah. And so you can't go to sister so-and-so and just be like, Hey, so so-and-so and I are struggling because you don't want to bring her into it and make her choose sides. There's gossip drama. Oh, really tricky. Yeah. And so like one of my goals in writing this book was I wanted to give people the, a friend who felt safe. Like this, this book Mm -hmm. can be your friend. If you can't talk to any of your in-person friends, because it's complicated. Here's a friend who's going to understand and walk through this with you. You may have to step outside your normal friend group and find a mentor or a family member or just a, a new friend just to say, I need I need to vent and process and I need someone to hear me, but I need to do it aside from my normal friend group. And that can be tricky. Yes. Because even thinking about the friends at church and you're in a friend group, and you and a sister ain't working, working yep. out and, and having to see them a couple times a week or you're in the youth group. And so what would you say to the friend that does feel awkward that they're in the room, but they're not in the room with you? Because I've been in that where you were in the circle and now you're outside of the circle and it hurts or you feel left out or everyone's going to the party and you weren't invited like that hurts and that is a wound that if you if you don't really um heal that 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 band-aid can only keep sticking on and holding on for so long yeah. well first that is so hard and i do think as Christians, those are some of the trickiest situations to navigate because we're like in our mind, we're these idealists and we're like, but Jesus said we should all love each other and get along and love as I have loved and lay down your life for your friends. But we're still sinful. We still make mistakes and we still have misunderstandings that can be hard to work out. I'm really grateful that the Bible gives us the example of Paul and Barnabas Mm, who had this incredible conflict. They were such good friends. They were missionaries together for years. Mm -hmm. They traveled the world. They planted churches. They strengthened non-Christians and young Christians. And, and then one day, they disagreed over what to do with uh, with uh, Barnabas's cousin Mark, who had abandoned their mission at one point, and and so Paul felt like, hey, he's not trustworthy. He can't go with us. We can't rely on him. Barnabas, of course, is like, this is my cousin. I'm gonna fight for him. Like, I want. Let's give him another chance. Let's forgive. The Bible says they disagreed so sharply they parted ways. Like, yeah, wow. I'm so grateful, God. It's like he intentionally put that in there to encourage us when Mm -hmm. we're in one of those tricky church situations. I would just encourage you to approach those situations with humility, um, but also confidence, like the humility of saying, hey, I'm willing to grow and learn however I need to, but I'm also confident that I am a good and godly friend. God is with me. I still have things to offer other friendships and then choose to take the high road. Don't get, don't get into the gossip and the making Mm -mm. people take sides. Um, that's really, really tricky. And I, I wish we could like fully unpack it. I've got some real practical advice in the book about what about 
like, can you take a break from a friendship? Can Mm. Christian people take breaks? And what might that look like? What's a good way to do that? That honors God. What's a not good way to do that? That's like passive aggressive and manipulative. Like there might be some things you have to figure out um, in terms of navigating. Okay. How much do we talk? How do we try to work this out? Uh, I would say that godly advice is going to be invaluable. When you're in one of those tricky situations, you need to bring some some godly woman in your life <laughs> and say, please teach me, please show me what to do. I'm not sure of my next steps. And hopefully they can give you some good wisdom there. Absolutely. Because they probably walked this earth a little bit longer than you have yeah. that have probably been through a similar, if not the same situation. And they can, you know, pour that into you. We need it. But at the same time, as we need the wisdom, we need to poke holes into the the myths, into the lies. Because mm-hmm. we hear so often, this is the one that I hear the most, you've probably have this in the book, is, oh, just forgive and forget. But That's not always reality. And so, man, what are some of the forgiveness myths that we may need to debunk in order then to forgive a friend who has hurt us? Yeah. So I love talking about this because I do think sometimes we, again, we are idealists and God wants us to be idealists because I think God is an idealist. You know, he has a way he wants us to live, a way he wants us to treat each other. Um, But then, and we can kind of make forgiveness this thing that is so intimidating, we're like, I could never do that. Right. I think sometimes um, I remember one situation that I had in my mind, I was like, well, I can't really forgive this person until we like have this conversation and we work it out. And ideally, like in this case, they had really done some wrong to me and I really wanted that apology. And I, the truth is I needed it. It would have healed Mm. my heart. And I remember sitting on my bed, praying one day, praying about that relationship because I knew I was becoming bitter. And I had this epiphany where I was like, you know what? I'm probably never going to get to have the conversation that would heal my heart for various reasons. It was complicated. They're not ever going to apologize. And so I can still forgive. I can still let this go and hand it over to God and say, God, I hope that you will teach me and them the things that we need to learn from this, but I'm not going to hold on to bitterness anymore, waiting on a conversation that I'm, I may never be able to have. And it was, it was a real breakthrough for me. I, Mm. I, I overcame that myth of, I have to have this perfect conversation before I can forgive. Mm. Um, it, it really empowered. I think, I think overcoming that myth empowers us to say, I can forgive no matter what the other person is doing. Forgiveness is between me and God. It's actually not even between me and that person. I can forgive. Would it be great if I can have that healing conversation? Of course. And I hope you can. But mm-hmm. if it's not possible, when it's not possible, God can still help you to forgive. Um, I think another myth that I've struggled with is, you know, I need them to understand how much they really hurt me before Ooh. I can offer full forgiveness. Yeah. And, you know, thank goodness Jesus doesn't do that for us because I could never understand how much I hurt him on the cross. Like mm. I couldn't, I could never understand what it felt like for him to be separated from God thank goodness he doesn't make me. He forgives me without my full understanding. Um, I'm very grateful for that. And I think the last thing there are, there are more, but the, 
sometimes I think we, we put pressure on this friendship of, well, if I forgive them, that means the friendship is going to be restored just like it was. Right. And that might not be true. Mm -hmm. You can forgive someone, but also say, you know what, for right now, this is not a healthy friendship for me or for her. Um, I'm going to have to kind of let it go. I can love you. I can wish you well. I can pray that God guides and blesses your life, but we don't have to be BFFs anymore. It, it just may be that it's too broken to glue these pieces back together, but we don't have to be bitter towards each other. So forgiveness might not mean that you fully reconcile and you restore that friendship, but, but that you have moved on and you've moved past and you wish each other well, which is what Paul and Barnabas did, you know, right. um, they parted ways, but we would like to assume that they forgave one another. Mm-hmm. You're right. It is between us and the Lord, this whole forgiveness. And, you know, man, you made me think of a story that I haven't thought about in so long. Back in high school, my goodness, it was me and these three girls. And I was the one that like planned all the things and corralled us four together and we just had the best time freshman and sophomore year of high school. And we did choir together. We went on all the trips. It was so fun. I just thought this is going to be it forever. We had our little friendship journals, which I still have them, but you know, life starts happening and gossip and all of these things. And I started eating lunch alone and they were talking about me on the other end of the wall in another little choir practice room. And that was really hard. And man, I was so hurt. I was so hurt because, you know, you're the friend that brought them together. You did all these things all together. And then they start talking about you and you can hear it between the wall and you cry to mama and you're, and mama's just holding you and you just yeah. want mama to fix it. And truly, you know, at 15, my relationship with the Lord wasn't definitely where I am now. And so I really wish I would have taken this to God just so simply and honestly. And I think even at 15, I thought I had to have it all together or, or my prayers had to sound a certain way or I had to look a certain way coming to him when honestly I could just open my mouth and say, hey, God, it's me again. Like, I, I just need you because yeah. like you said, his word has so much to say about this when it comes to friendship, when it comes to conflict, when it comes to hurt and heartache. And so, man, I didn't get a moment to even have that conversation with them. Some of them, we're not friends on Facebook anymore. And some yeah. of them, we actually still are. Have I talked to them? No. Some of them have had babies. And as I scroll past this on, on social media, I could choose to be bitter. But somewhere along the way, even though all of those friendships fell to the wayside, the Lord blessed me with one best friend the rest of high school. And it was so, so sweet and so healing and restorative. But I did have to choose along this path. It did take time and it is a healing journey yeah. that even though we had class together and we didn't talk, it took days, it took weeks, it took months for me to be able to even look at them and be like, I'm okay. I, I choose to forgive you. And man, like it is a process. And now on the other side of even forgiving them, as I see them on social media, I can have a choice to now bless them in Jesus name, mm -hmm. to pray for their baby that has been in the NICU for a month, mm -hmm. to, to just 
even be there from afar. They don't even have to know that I'm thinking about them and lifting them up to heaven. But that also has been very healing for me. Prayer is such a place where your perspective can change and you just are so humbled before the 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 feet of Jesus because one thing matters and it's just him. And so I also think when I was 15, I was putting too many eggs in that basket of friendship when I should have, you know, started growing in my relationship with the Lord. But everything is so big at 15. (laughs) Even now, like the big things feel so big. And so just processing through that is so good. And so I just thank you. I thank you for for stepping into those hard memories and for allowing the Lord to heal them in your own story so you can help us be able to walk through our own journeys and and be a friend through these pages to help us heal and better walk out being a disciple of Jesus. Like that's that's awesome. Amen. <laughs> well, it was an honor to write it and I love what you said about how part of what helped you heal was drawing closer to your friendship with God. And and I think that is the most encouraging thing of all is, is that sometimes I think we're looking for this like unicorn of a friendship where it's like everything is perfect. perfect we have everything in common we can read each other's thoughts across the room and and hey maybe god will give you that friendship in human form and that will be great treasure that friendship if you find her but you know even if you don't you already have a best friend in heaven and he thinks your jokes are funny <laughs> he thinks you are adorable he gets that weird thing that happened that made you so super embarrassed that you don't even know how to explain to another human. God gets it and he's there for it. And he wants to hear it all. He's never going to run out of time for you. He's never going to have finals and be too busy to talk. He is always going to answer your text, you know, your prayer text. Mm-hmm. No, <laughs> that's so true always though. always faithful. And, and I think that when we lean into that friendship with God and those prayers, um, it actually takes pressure off our human friendships. It allows us to enjoy them for what they are, appreciate what they are and what they're not. And, and to get the best things and the most companionship, the most hope, the most joy from that friendship with God. And that will never go away. He will never turn his back on us, never betray us, never hurt our feelings. He will always, always love us the way we want and need to be loved. And that is so encouraging. That is so encouraging and it does take the pressure off. And the one thing that I just always come back to too is I just want to be the friend that I want to have. And and I don't have a, like a real life sister. My brother's getting married soon, so I will have a sister. But like, I just have my brother. And so I've always said too, I want to be the sister that I didn't have. And you know what? That's not going to be perfect. Like you said, we're all human. And so I think even just keeping that in our mind that we're human, we're all going to fall short of the glory, but we're not going to stay down. Because we're not defeated. We're not the orphaned. We are not the fatherless. Like truly, we we have hope. We have victory in Jesus. And so we can navigate these days well, even when a friendship falls apart. And so I can't wait to read this book. Please tell us where we can just find more about you and your book. Books, plural. You've got some amazing work out there that we all need to dive into, sister. Oh, thanks. (laughs) Well, I love connecting with readers. Like, 
I, I don't just want to write books in a vacuum. I love talking to people about yeah, this kind yeah. of stuff, you know, and hearing their stories. Um, You can find me at elizabethlangthompson.com. That's my website. I'm on Instagram at Elizabeth Lang Thompson, um, Facebook, Elizabeth Lang Thompson writer. So um, yeah, all the usual suspects, you can find me there. So I definitely look forward to reaching out and, and hearing from any of your listeners who want to talk about this stuff even more. Absolutely. You have a friend in me, Elizabeth, and I'm oh, so grateful for you. you. And thank you for this book. And y'all, anywhere books are sold, go check this book out. It's going to bless you as we just navigate the days to come. And I'm so proud of you. You're not alone. And we love you so much. Thanks, Georgia. Well, y'all, thank you so much for joining me in this conversation with Elizabeth. Isn't she a well of wisdom? I'm so grateful that she listened to my stories as well. Sometimes you just got to get some things off of your chest. So I pray that there are those people in your life as well that you can share, sit a little longer with, and receive. And receive, heal, and find freedom. Oh, I am just so proud of you and I'm excited about your life because as we step into the healing, as we step into newfound freedom and friendships, oh, it just life goes from glory to glory. I think about the disciples, how Jesus had 12 around him, but he had that close three. Who are your close besties? Maybe even send them a text today and say, thank you for being in my life. Maybe you have just one solid friend. It is about quality more than quantity, sweet friends. So I hope that you realize that you as a friend is a blessing. Having you around is special and significant. And so as we just go our separate ways today, y'all, I would just be honored to pray for you in this area. Lord God, we come before you with such joy and gratitude, but also our raw self, our emotions. We have nothing to hide before you as you know it all, but we come to you with it all. Lord, for the places of our heart that are in need of healing, that are numb, that are wounded, that are bruised, God, we just invite you into all of these areas of our heart. We just pray, God, that through the power of the Holy Spirit, you would touch us in a special and significant way to come into these places and show us newfound freedom and healing in these areas that maybe we've needed healing and freedom in for years, for decades, but we finally are saying, yes, Lord, it's time. I will choose to let go. I will choose to forgive. I thank you that forgiveness is the gift that we give ourselves. It is about us being in right standing with you, God, because maybe what these people have done is not right, but we want to be righteous before you. And so all bitterness, all slander, all malice, all hatred, all unforgiveness in our hearts, God, I just pray that we would come out of agreement with them right now in the mighty name of Jesus and that our friends with their mouths would would say, I forgive whoever it is that is on the forefront of their heart right now. Maybe it's even forgiving themselves, God. Oh, Lord, I thank you for the opportunity to walk 
in new seasons with you because here's the dealio is the enemy wants us to be defeated because that's where he is he has been defeated but you lord god have given us abundant life have given us resurrection because of jesus and so we will live and not die and that is true in this area of friendship. So I thank you for that reality, God. I pray that we would walk confidently in our friendships, that we would love people well, and that we would receive our love from you well. (laughs) That we would love because we have been first loved. And so, Father, I thank you and I praise you for who you are and who you are to us. And may we just go and be the friend that you have called us to be. Lord, we love you. And it's in the mighty name of Jesus that we pray. Amen. Well, friends, seriously, thank you so much for joining me. I always love our time together. We have such incredible friends that we get to talk to and such a great variety of conversation. I'm really grateful for that reality because, man, oh, man, I just need help in a lot of different areas. And I need pointed back to Jesus every single day. And so I'm glad that we get to spend our Fridays together. Now, let me tell you what, next week we are going to be hanging out with Christian Bevere. You love her. Oh, if you don't know her, y'all, I just, I can't wait to introduce you to her. We've had her on Faith and Friends before and she's an incredible sister and she has a new book that just released called Break Up With What Broke You. It's time. It's time. This book is incredible and this conversation, whoo, it was a fun one. So make sure you're subscribed wherever you listen to podcasts and I cannot wait to see you next week. But until then, do not forget There is a song on your heart. Only you can sing. Your voice is important. Bye. Looking for a way to deepen your prayer life and connect with God on a deeper level? Check out Hi God, It's Me by Georgia Brown. This inspirational guide is packed with selected scriptures, prayer prompts, and fun activities to help you engage in meaningful conversations with God. In just 20 days, you'll discover the power of using the Lord's Prayer and how to make prayer a lifestyle that you can enjoy every single day. So why not join us on this journey towards a stronger, more fulfilling prayer life? Get your copy of Hi God, It's Me by Georgia Brown at dayspring.com today.